2: Prepare to be haunted by eerie encounters and travel to the dark abyss of the unknown as we answer your questions. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Vet Fielding, where this week it's all about you in this month's listener special. Now, we've had an email from Callum who had strange experiences every night until he moved out of the family home. Hi Yvette, just wanted to know your thoughts on experiences I've had from around the age of 10 whilst in bed at night. Some nights I would be asleep and suddenly wake up feeling a heavy weight on my chest. The room always felt darker than dark and I was left rigid, unable to move no matter how hard I tried. It seemed to take my breath away. I'd always try to shout out to my parents in the next room for help, but the words wouldn't come out. I just felt completely helpless. It would feel like I was trapped like this for hours but in reality it was around two to three minutes. This used to happen every three months or so and continued into my early 20s until I moved out of the family home. The house was relatively old, around 1890. I never really noticed anything paranormal other than this, and I don't know if it was my mind and body playing tricks or whether there could have been something making its presence known. I'd love to hear your thoughts on any possible explanations, or have you heard of similar things before? Thanks, Callum. Well... Hi, Callum. Thanks so much for emailing in. That sounds really frightening. And I think we can all say at some point or other, we've all hidden under the duvet, frightened of something in our bedroom. It could have been a shadow on the wall, a doll that looked lovely in the daytime, but suddenly becomes sinister in the dark. Or perhaps it was just a tree tapped tapping on the window. Sleep paralysis is something that we've talked about in a past episode and is something that affects millions of people worldwide. What I think bothers people is not knowing exactly what causes it, especially if you live in an old house that could possibly be haunted. It's strange that your episode stopped when you finally left the family home. Could that mean that an energy could have been affecting you at night? Or as they say, a change is as good as a rest. Perhaps moving out felt like a new lease of life, new surroundings. And in your head, you felt more relaxed. Therefore, your sleep paralysis didn't come back. Either way, I'm so pleased that you don't suffer with them anymore. Next up is a question from our listener, Eleanor, who noticed something strange in a recent documentary. Hi Yvette, I was wondering what you think about this. She's put in brackets, prepare thyselves for a ramble. I recently re-watched the film about the discovery of King Richard III's remains and was wondering if you think that Philippa Langley had a psychic ability or link to Richard III, leading her to where he was found, something which academics researching Richard III had not been able to do. In the film, Philippa refers to having a strong feeling and there's lots of reference to and there's lots of references to her feelings about knowing where Richard the 3rd was from reading the book and watching the film, I know she and other members of the Richard Third Society did lots and lots of research and pulled pieces of information together, which put together the picture to help locate Richard Third's remains. And I don't want to downplay the amount of time and effort got into that, but it does intrigue me how Philippa almost fell into this project, having not been in the history, heritage, archaeology loop before. I read the book about it years ago and was amazed that Richard Third's remains were beneath an R for Reserved, painted on a car parking space. Again, is this just a coincidence or something more? And another thing unrelated. Quartz. Does the density of quartz in an area contribute to the amount of stone tape ghosties in an area? Quartz and electricity seemed to be interlinked. And she's um, copied uh, me into a link on Wikipedia all about quartz and electricity. And if there is a link between ghosts and haunting stone and electricity, uh, like what we try to detect with K2s or EVP, maybe quartz is at the heart of it or not. I'm possibly spouting nonsense, but maybe there's something there, just something to think about. Uh, thanks, Ellie. Absolutely not Ellie on both points. Let me just say, I it's very strange because I loved this film. And if you've not seen it, you have to watch it. Um, I forgot what the name of it's called, um, but it's basically about this woman It's a true story and how she was desperately trying to find the remains of uh, Richard the Third. And bizarrely enough, it's actually his bones were found under a car park. Uh, But she alone, uh, who wasn't part of a university or had no uh, archaeology experience, she'd never been on a dig or anything like that, um, just sort of felt herself being propelled um, to helping finding Richard III's remains. And my goodness me, they found the remains and... um, he had a, 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 a proper funeral and uh he was placed in a coffin, um, a proper ceremony in London, which was absolutely extraordinary. And I have to say, uh, I did think that it's strange that Philippa Langley felt such a strong connection to Richard III. And I believe that, yes, possibly... His spirit was pushing her on, trying desperately to get her to find his remains. And who knows? He could have been trying to affect people, you know, influence them for years, but to no avail. And maybe Philippa was the first one that actually, I don't know, was be able to pick up on his messages or that, that feeling that he perhaps gave her. I, I have to say I loved that film, and I think when you watch the film, you'll understand what I'm about to say. The university treated her appallingly. Um, it's all about egos, isn't it? It's it was all about egos. And the university felt that they'd had their nose put out of joint by this by this lady that had come along with no expertise and just basically made them look like a bunch of idiots, which is what she did. And then you have to think about some of the most talented people on the planet. And many, think about this, have said that they've dreamed a song, a theory, a book or a film, and they woke up and they wrote it all down. Um Paul McCartney being one, you know, um, he dreamt yesterday, he dreamt it and then Wrote it down and it was actually called, what was it called? Scrambled eggs. I think it was called. I can't remember originally. <laughs> and another, he had another dream. He dreamt that his mother, who was called Mary, it was let it be, was saying to him in a dream, let it be, because he was having a feud at the time with John Lennon. And he woke up and he wrote the song and he just thought, let it be my mom has told me let it be and he really believed that his mother had come through to him to tell him that so who knows you know our spirits helping us through our dreams i really believe that they are now going back to the quartz thing that you mentioned ellie uh, it's a massive conductor <laughs> and i have a huge rock of it uh, on my windowsill right close to my bed um for those of you who don't know quartz helps to heal protect and it's also very good if you want to connect with the other side open yourself up to the spirit world and if you haven't got any quartz in your house I suggest that you go out and you get some make sure that you purify it first by cleansing it under clear clean water Now, if you check out our socials, you can find an image sent through to us by listener Rachel. Oh, we absolutely adore getting things like this. So have a look. Right. Hi, Yvette. Tonight, along with most of the country, I watched the BBC coverage about our late queen. Uh, This must have been sent in a wee while ago. They played a show called Elizabeth, the unseen footage. Whilst watching the old archive films, I spotted an unusual sight. I think I watched this, but I don't remember this bit you <laughs> a lady in the crowd seemingly holding a mobile phone over the heads of others. I rewound the live broadcast and took a photo as I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought, is she a time traveller? She doesn't appear to be using the telescope objects. Others are in the crowd. So it really stood out to me. What are your thoughts? Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Rachel. I'm looking at the photograph now and which we will share on our socials. Let me know what you think. It does look rather strange, doesn't it? Unless there was some kind of mini periscope used back then Uh, you must have seen some of the old footage where all the crowds waiting to see uh, the queen and they have these long tall boxes with a mirror at the top sort of a a very basic periscope and they're all looking through their periscopes to see if they can see uh, the queen going by um i can't think what the woman could be holding in her hand it certainly isn't a periscope um it does look like it doesn't look like a mobile phone to me though it does look like an old throwaway camera Did they use those back in the day Were those invented them? I don't think they were. Um, So what is it that this woman is holding? Now, as you know, in a a past episode, I've talked about time travel and I myself believe it's very possible. Um, There's so much hidden from us, isn't there? Really, there really, really is. Uh, Can you imagine if it got out that time travel was indeed possible? It would cause absolute chaos, wouldn't it? So have a look on our social media pages and let me know what you think to the picture that Rachel has sent in. Time traveller, I'd love to hear what you think. Um, and we're on Instagram and our handle is at Paranormal Activity. Now, let's head up to Scotland as we chat to the resident investigator of Bannockburn House, Paul Hannock. It's lovely uh, to have you on the show and uh, listen to this lovely, thick Scottish accent. as just divine for me.
1: <laughs> um, I hope you understand it. A lot of people say they can't understand my, my accent most times, so... I do apologize if I speak too fast.
2: Oh, I'll tell honestly, it's a lovely listen to you all afternoon. Just it's it's like having a bar of chocolate, that voice is. <laughs> so welcome. So tell me about some of the paranormal encounters, because you're sort of in charge, really, of of Bannockburn House, aren't you? Um and you you do sort of regular paranormal uh, events there, yeah?
1: Yeah, well, at Bannerburn House, I'm um, controller booking paranormal teams to come along and hold events in the the property itself, just like your own. Uh, they most want experience when they come along, um, yeah. so i look after the used guys when you come along. Take the bookings, make sure everything's okay to go ahead, make sure the dates are free, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, go through the health and safety on the day because uh, being an old house, there is a lot of health and safety aspects um and apart from that um i do have my own um paranormal team that's kind of i kind of broke it down after covid and i just do fundraisers for the house now to raise more money to help uh upkeep and any projects that may come along um and if there's anybody else looking for some sort of like charity event to raise money for some sort of charity i try my best to help out i wouldn't say i'm the greatest but i do try my best
2: I've not been there. Carl has been there, as you say, for most of experience. And he just says it's it's absolutely fantastic. He loves it. Um, and I, I, when I looked at the pictures, I actually got goosebumps on my heart. <laughs> I, I, I did pull because it looks like, do you remember the film The Others? Yeah. It looks something like that. I mean, it looks like when you look at the front of it, and I urge everybody, just go and have a look at this house online, Bannockburn House in Stirling in Scotland look at the front of it you just go that's a haunted house that is yeah. oh my god <laughs> it looks fantastic so tell me about um some of your paranormal encounters uh, you've had and you must have had many because you've been there for quite a while now haven't you
1: yeah well the community bought over in 2017 and when I heard about this and realized what it was because most times you pass it on the motorway and you see this house just sitting there and thinking what is that place? And when they took over, I got the opportunity to do a paranormal investigation. And then they adopted me as a volunteer. But the very first instance, it was when you go in during the day that you get a big hug from the house. It's like the the old residents are coming forward and saying, welcome into our house. And they give you a big hug. And you can actually feel the energy when you go in. And then obviously at nighttime, when the darkness starts to fall, it becomes a bit more sinister. Some of the investigations we've done, the majority of the time we'll hear is a lot of children running about on the balcony mm-hmm. as you go into the main entrance. Um, a lot of people have heard and seen the children as well, and which isn't surprising because on the very top level, it used to be a nursery and um, a wee school on the top floor mm. there's a small room where we used to have before we had the security in place we've got now like the cameras the alarm system we used to have someone sleep in the house at night to keep it safe and you used to sleep in this wee room and every morning he woke up to the door wide open and he thought well maybe I've not closed it properly so he would go and close it again next game night just make sure it clicked into place and one particular night he heard the door handle open and then he heard giggling of children and the door flies open. He goes out chasing, thinking there's someone broke into the house and there's no one to be seen. This house has not been opened, it's not been touched. And, yeah, it's just been children most times a lot of people have seen until you go to other parts of the house. The basement corridor, um, I've had experiences down there. There's a part of the house where the kitchen is, and there's a corridor that takes you along to the other side of the house underneath the main hall. And But I'm closing up at night when there's been paranormal teams. I tend to go down through the basement and up the other side to make sure everything's all locked. And halfway along the corridor one night, I heard footsteps behind me. So I looked around thinking it'd be one of the team, one of the volunteers, and there's nobody there. I go back and check just to make sure there's nobody hiding. Um, then realise uh, it's just in my head so I carry along the corridor and I hear the footsteps again I stop, turn round, the footsteps continue next minute I get this like old cliche, I get a cold draft coming right through my body and then the footsteps start hearing behind me going the other direction and it's, <laughs> it's pretty weird it's something I've never experienced in all the times I've been to different different other places but I've had many teams come along as well that have experienced things on the night um, one particular thing is a woman screaming, which okay. I've heard quite a few times as well. And a friend of mine said that she witnessed by her own ears this woman screaming, and also straight after it, it was like "Help me!" And there's been other people said they've heard the screaming and saying that they've seen a woman looking for children. So I don't know uh, if it's someone that's lost a child and. They're screaming because of mm. the effect that's happened. I could go on and on and on for, for hours just talking about the different levels in the house.
2: Well, we're quite happy for you to do that. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining everything you said. I was there with you in the in the corridor under the hall. I was there. Yeah. I think we all were hearing those footsteps. What's the history of, of um, Bannockburn House? Is it something to do with Robert the Bruce? Am I right?
1: Well, Nearby, there was the Battle of Bannockburn. But Bannockburn House itself is more famous for Bonnypins Charlie. Ah. Um, Before the Battle of uh, Culloden and Battle of Falkirk and things, he stayed there. And there's an actual room that, well, there's a bit of an argument about people uh, saying that he slept in this room and some people saying that he might have not slept in this room. But it is done up with a big four-poster bed that he would have been something that he would have slept in when he was here. He was actually nursed uh, back to health because he came down with a bad cold. The Hugh Parson, the original owner of the house, um I think it was his niece, um Clementine um, that nursed him back to health, who he ended up having a child with. Um
2: Oh gosh.
1: I uh, ended, ended up back dating our way back to I think it was Italy he babed back to and um I had a child turn and everything, you know, so but He's the most famous person to ever have stayed in Bannaburn House.
2: I'm just wondering because you mentioned before about the woman screaming, and it's very. I love history, and I I just would want. I wonder what's the story behind that. You know, like you say, was she looking for her children? You know, I just wonder if there is one particular entity or spirit that this that all the mediums that you've ever had, they keep repeating, they say they're all getting the same character. Because that would be interesting, wouldn't it? If the, and, and they didn't, and it wasn't sort of, uh, it wasn't in in the press, as it were, so they couldn't sort of read about it. Yeah,
1: that uh, that would be, uh, we've had a few mediums that's come forward and say they've picked up on a woman and that used to look after children up in the nursery and she was downstairs seeing a young gentleman in the room downstairs and... And neglecting her duties, and the child's died on her watch. Um, that I've never—I've asked the historian team; they don't know anything record about that, if it was true or not. Mm. But I do know there was a a maid that used to stay in the house, and her name is Mabel, and she had two children. She used to stay in the house as well, and she hated men. Um, and mm. I've got to admit, I've I've at times near to where her uh, we flat is, I've I've I felt tense in that area as if um, i need to get away from there now wow, and I'm, I'm not too sure if i've actually heard her um before christmas we had um there was a dutch youtubers and uh, and to uh, do the house into the house to uh, do an overnight vigil and yeah. this one guy on his own he was going about the house filming And me and this other person were in a room just beyond sight, just in case needed us. And this Mm -hmm. particular night, we all heard this woman scream. And we actually thought it was him, to be honest, um, screaming because he was quite jumpy all night since he arrived. And the next about an hour before uh, he was due to finish up, he was standing outside. He wouldn't come back into the house. And he said that he he, he heard a woman scream. He felt somebody push him as if to get out. And he left the house and wouldn't come back in, not even to collect his stuff. His camera crew had to come and get his stuff for him. And (laughs) and I had to wait at the house about an hour after they had left um, because we're due somebody would come in and do stuff in the house. And I was just cleaning up and securing certain areas and I heard a a woman say hello. And I thought, I wonder (laughs) if this is the person that's coming to do what they're doing in the house just now. I went out. The, mm. the driveway was empty. The only car in the driveway was my own The door was still locked, <laughs> and, and then I looked up in the balcony. I'm like, I'm like, hello, and then I heard the the woman's voice again, hello, and oh, sh- oh. and then there's a door. When you come into bannerman House, there's a door on the balcony that faces down towards the front door. Well, when I say face out it's just off to the right a bit. It started opening up slowly. Mm. I opened up fully. And then I thought, right, no. And it's the only time I've actually been scared in the house. And I went and sat in my car. Because <laughs> I, <just, laughs> I, I just don't know what came across me. It was so... And after hearing the woman you scream did a, and... You didn't
2: leave me. That's what I would do. If I was on my own, there's no... Have you ever stayed, you know, in there, in, in that house on your own? I'm, I'm presuming other... A beds that you can stay in or is it just bonnie prince charlie's room that has the bed
1: uh bonnie prince charlie's own room it's got the bed in it and it's i wouldn't sleep in it because it's all like um like horse hair and straw and type things that's in it and it's not really the yeah. really and it's not the longest bed because then the days when they slept they slept sitting up because they were fear in case somebody thought they were dead in their bed and took them away so they always, the beds were always right. smaller um so right. And I
2: didn't know that. You yeah. learn something every day.
1: Um, but, yeah, so I've never actually slept overnight, but I have been in the house overnight, not on my own. You know what I'm going to ask you now?
2: <laughs> would you, as a challenge for Paranormal Activity Podcast, would you, you don't have to spend all the night, but a lot of the night, and just record what happens?
1: I would do that, yeah. On your own? You'd probably hear me coughing and swearing at times, but I would definitely do it. <laughs> no, <but laughs>
2: makes <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm so sick that would make me laugh because i know what you're going through
1: <laughs> well i think you'd get paid back because i'll
2: send you some <laughs> yeah i'll send you some of my big pants in the post <laughs> so you be prepared
1: <laughs> i was, was going to say you'd probably get paid back after the amount of times i've watched you on most haunted and i've been laughing at you screaming and running as well so <laughs> i would probably you probably get paid back that
2: that would be fantastic it Honestly, I know everybody is listening and going, yeah, come on, Paul, you can do it, do it for us. Wouldn't it be marvellous if we actually got a hello or a scream or, you know, we managed to capture that? That would be amazing.
1: And a scream not being worn. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sounding like a woman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably would actually. <laughs> About that moment, when I had to sit in my car. Um, I would do it, not a problem, without thinking. Oh, well, did I scream at this point, but if I do it now, I'd definitely do it. But I probably would scream at one point, maybe.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, honestly, we're laughing because I, I, I have taken. I think it was the English rugby team. Uh, I've taken um, a Welsh heavy metal band, um, various other celebrities and, and people that are supposed to be hard uh, on investigations and to watch these, these big burly men crying, mm-hmm. shaking, Scree- and screaming! Where does this high-pitched scream come from? Yep. I mean, maybe the privates have gone so far they're wearing them like a pair of earrings <laughs> around their ears. I mean, it's just incredible to me. But it makes me—I I love it so much yep. because I go, "Ha!" Ah, now you know what I go through. Exactly. You know, because people are very quick to say, "Oh, you're always screaming," and, and but it's like somebody creeping up behind you when you're on your own in the dark with a, 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 an empty bag, and then banging it right next to your ear. You're going to jump, aren't you, and yeah. make a noise? It's only natural
1: so i'm just gonna say i believe in that in the house as well when when you get a fright off anything the spirits in the house they're probably just coming up to say hello to you and (laughs) you're getting a fright because you can't see them all you're doing is hearing their voice or getting a tap
2: and you're
1: getting that fright and they're probably just coming across say hello how are you (laughs) and you're you're getting the fright in your life it's so
2: true yeah, it's so true. And then I'm always apologizing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean I didn't mean to scare. You. Have I scared you? Knock, knock. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, do it again or whatever. And invariably, it they will do whatever they've just done. Yeah. And I just I think anybody that's involved in the paranormal world and do, does these ghost investigations, I think we are very, very lucky. And especially, you know, somebody like yourself to to be able to walk around these historic places that have just been, you know, got, got a story to tell of their own, haven't they? They've yeah. they've seen it all. They've seen love. They've seen hate. They've seen war. They've seen death. They've seen everything. You know, if only the walls could talk. And and I think sometimes they do. They replay some of those memories, like the woman screaming and so on. Yeah. Um, do you know what, Paul? It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. I've loved it. And for those who would like to go on a ghost event or just go to bannockburn house what can they do paul where can they go
1: well they can go onto the bannockburn house website um which is just bannockburnhouse.scot they do a tour on the first uh sunday of each month a history tour around the house where one of the historians and you get tea and coffee at the end of it um you also will get different events coming up like as i say we do do paranormal uh, investigation fundraiser for the house every so often and that will be on the house uh, webpage as well
2: Paul Hannock, you are a star from Bannockburn House in Scotland if you want to go uh, have a tour around this amazing house or if you want to go ghost hunting um, then you know where to go we've just told you um, and Paul let us know we will hear from you very soon all alone and in the dark mm-hmm. being scared to death yeah. and screaming like a woman I can't wait you welcome <laughs> So do you think that children are much more in tune with the spirit world than adults. Well, this story is from our listener, Debbie, uh, and it could change your mind. Hi, Yvette. I have just found your podcast and loving all the paranormal stories. I would like to tell you about my son's experiences when he was younger. He's now in his thirties and had no memories about what I'm about to tell you. The first thing is my dad passed away when Jack, my son, was two years old. And after my dad's funeral, Jack was with my mom and my auntie at my mum's house, Well, I went shopping. My mum and auntie were in the kitchen and Jack was playing in the living room when he came in and he got hold of my mum's hand saying, man in there. My mum was too scared to go so my auntie went. Jack said he'd gone when they went in. So my auntie said, who's gone Jack? And he said, gangan, his name for my dad, and tapped the top of his own head and said, all right Jack, I questioned Jack when we got home and asked him, who did he see at Nanny's? I went through all family names and he said no one until I got to Gangan when he said yes. Shortly afterwards at our house, he was stood at the bottom of the stairs looking up with his arms outstretched, excitedly saying Gangan. And of course, I couldn't see anything moving on to when jack was five i was watching a daytime discussion tv program and he asked me what i was watching and i said it was about guardian angels and some people believe that when someone dies they become angels and look after people here on earth just really matter of fact he said oh is that like when granddad used to sit on my bed and talk to me I was a bit shocked and asked him if he still comes and he said, no, not anymore. Like I said earlier, he has no recollection of any of this, but I believe that at two and five, he was telling the truth best wishes from Debbie in West Yorkshire. Well, hi, Debbie. I totally believe that Jack was telling the truth. And as you know, I believe that young people, especially small children, they can see spirits and ghosts. I've talked on a past episode about my daughter, Mary, chatting away to her great grandmother, Mary. Mary, just like Jack, will be heard chatting away in a bedroom to someone. And when we walked into the room, there was nobody there. It was when she was older, she'd She told us that Grandma Mary would come and talk to her at night. And children are lighter, their energy so much more purer, and so the spirit world can connect with them so much more easier than getting through to the full brain, busy adult mind. I've been ghost hunting with children at Rithing Castle. We did an under uh, 16 ghost hunt, a most haunted experience, and it was absolutely wonderful. I think we did a couple of them. Now, normally when we do a ghost hunt in the Great Hall at Rithing Castle, it can be a little bit quiet. But on this particular occasion, the phenomena was fantastic. The children weren't scared at all. And get this, they ended up playing noughts and crosses with ghosts. We were listening to the knocking and the tapping. We did a noughts and crosses grid and the children took it in turns and they would point, at, they would say to the spirit, where would you like to go now? And they would point to a space and the ghost would tap on the space that they wanted a, a nought or a cross to go in. And the kids loved it. We then did a table tipping session and the table was banging up and down and the kids were giggling. They were even, come on, talk to us, do some more. They were fantastic. They were the best ghost hunters in the making that I think I've ever met. Now, let's move away from ghosts and into the world of UFOs and extraterrestrials, my second favourite subject. Our listener Andrew got in touch with a potential UFO at Doncaster Airport and you can find this on our socials too. Hi, Yvette. I thought with the current interest in UFOs that you may find my video of interest. It was filmed at Doncaster Airport in 2020. Kind regards, Andrew Pollard. Well, hi, Andrew. Thanks, watch for sending the clip in. And I have to say, I had to watch the clip several times because at first I thought it was a bird, but then I thought, no, it can't be because it would be a very big bird compared to the size of the plane in the shot. It also moves in one very quick, swift motion. It's so interesting to me. And I hope when people take a look on our socials, they might be able to have an answer. And if not, then it's definitely an unidentified flying object. And now to our Discord server. This question comes from Debbie. Can I ask for people's thoughts? Do you think paranormal activity goes in waves? We have a couple of ghosts that have been outside in the garden. They spend a couple of months where everyone catches sight of them. It seems to peak and then we get a few weeks off before it builds back up again. Strangely or not, I have no idea, Halloween is always quiet. It's like they have other places to be and things to do. I just wondered what everyone else thinks. We've lived in a couple of haunted houses and the last one was easy to explain away as a previous resident. Well, hi Debbie. Yes, it's a very, very interesting question. I don't think I've ever been asked that before. My mind goes straight to anniversary ghosts, spirits that show themselves on certain days and times of the year. Normally this sighting coincides with the time of the ghost's death or some sort a very tragic incident. Um, why this happens, no one truly knows. And there are many theories, and again, something I have talked about on a previous show. Now I've discovered that if a location is investigated week in, week out, more activity is produced. And especially if this investigation is done by the same group of people. So your garden ghosts could show themselves more regularly if you did a little calling out yourself. Encourage them to talk to you to show themselves. You never know, they could become regular guests. Though what your neighbours would think, I have no idea. And it wouldn't be a listener special without hearing from one of the paranormal groups investigating out there. This month, we spoke uh, with Keith from Paracom. Now, you're a paranormal group based in Cambridgeshire. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Yvette. It's lovely to be here. Now, I'm very excited <laughs> uh, because I, uh, Molly, our producer, has shared with me some of um, your footage that you've captured from various locations. Um, but we'll get to that in a second because there's, well, sure. there's one bit of uh, uh, footage or a photograph on there that I love, but we'll talk about that in a second. Just tell me a little bit about Paracom, how it came to be, how long you've been running, whereabouts, do you sort of investigate?
0: Sure. Okay. So we came together in 2019 and we were basically in different groups and we all met randomly one night at um, a museum in uh, Suffolk. And it was just really strange because we were, although we were all separate, we were um, put together. And from that moment, it sort of gelled and it clicked. And there was an instant rapport between the group. So from there we decided to to go on other investigations ourselves. And within that, we then decided to form our own team, PowerCom.
2: And whereabouts, because I've got a couple of the locations that you've caught this footage from. But So do you just stay basically in the Cambridgeshire area or do you go all over the place?
0: No, we're actually uh, all the way across the UK. Right. So we we do go to anywhere um, we can go, really basically far down south as cornwall and uh we're trying to go up to scotland to be honest but yeah all over the uk and
2: isn't that strange i love stories like that how you just instantly clicked and i think that yeah. when you get a really good group of people that are connected in some way and, and you just click and i think that's when you get some fantastic phenomena and 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 the proof is in the pudding it's it's in your work you know that you've sent over so um the, the thing um we'll share some of these or if not all of them if that's okay with you on our social media page to say you know obviously it's it's from paracom you guys um and then the yeah. first one we're going to talk about just explain to me the situation um it's in uh, forgive me if i've said this incorrectly Ruffham tower um just yes. tell us that picture so you've got a, a young uh, girl sitting down in a chair and she says i feel something behind me and then just explain what you've captured
0: Sure. We were doing an SD experiment where you have white noise played into your, your ears and you have headphones on and blindfold. Mm. And basically we ask questions, we call out and then the person sitting in the chair will, will answer. Mm-hmm. And we were just calling out and she was sort of answering random answers, really nothing that we were asking in in honesty. However, Uh, she suddenly started shouting, there's somebody behind me, there's somebody behind me. And what we do when we're doing anything like that, we have um, GoPro full spectrums, Mm -hmm. or we have uh, infrared cameras running all the time, and we couldn't see anything. So we quickly reviewed the footage, Um, and then we got that figure standing behind her, um, which was pretty incredible, really, because to us it looks like it's um, what we would call an air raid warden, So a guy with a Mm. a sort of tin hat and a cloak. Um, Very, very, very strong figure. Um, but there's nothing there before. No, yeah. and
2: that's interesting, isn't it? When you, you take the before photograph and then literally seconds later, there's something there. Um, that reminds yes. me of the photograph right. that we showed. Um, we did the Theatre Royal Jewelry Lane and we, yes. we you know we yes. captured a figure going up the stairs. Now, a lot of people will look. I get shown these pictures all the time and the first thing that comes to my mind is, and a lot of them, you look at the pictures and you can clearly see that it's paradolia. It's people making shapes. <laughs> yeah out of things in the background. Yes. But this I have to say this is very interesting. So when you first saw oh, it you. did you think paradolia or did you think no actually come on now there's actually a figure there that's really fascinating.
0: Okay the, the first thing we do whenever we see anything is try and rule rule out all the possibilities. Mm. So we'd always try and debunk it if we mm. can. We tried to take the same the same shots if you like. Um, after and and we couldn't replicate couldn't, you see, it. Yeah, you
2: see, that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, which rules out the pareidolia doesn't it? Now let's move on to the the second one. Hitch in school. Um, there's a picture here, and there's lots of desks. Aren't schools and closed schools and old schools really creepy, but very active? Do you find that? <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We we have so much activity at schools. Um. We've got a lot of audio as well, which I didn't send any any through to be honest, but I could do. Oh, and we've yes, got please. audio yeah. twelve twelve, twelve thirty at night when we're setting up in a room at the same place, Hitchin school museum, and we're talking, saying, Yeah, everything's good and somebody actually says, This room feels so comfortable and nice. And then you hear children talking. Ooh,
2: hair's on the back of my neck's just gone up. Wonderful. <laughs> There's a picture that you've managed to capture here. Yes. Now, you again, yes. you could say, are you making shapes out of that? But when you look at it straight on, it does look like it could be the figure of, you know, the head of a small child sat at the desk. Um, really, yes. you know, I liked it. I thought that was, you know, you must have been bowled over with that. And again, because you guys know what you're doing. You're taking pictures literally seconds before and, you know, seconds later later and and i presume that you did that as well and there was nothing there on either side of that picture which is really impressive
0: yeah thank you we we what we do we have uh like i said full spectrum gopros that are just constantly taking a picture every two seconds perhaps but then also we have we have um infrared etc that will take 30 second exposures and They'll be running as well while we're calling out.
2: That's fantastic. And, and that yeah. was that,
0: that. was on that occasion.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, there's nothing either side of it, but that one just sort of stuck out in our mind, and and we, we thought we tried to debunk it as I said, but we couldn't really.
2: And th- and then let's move to again, um, we go back to Ruffham Tower, and there's a figure. <laughs> yeah. a, a, there's the figure. At the door. Now, just let me Just let me. – I'm just looking now because I think this is the one sure. which is my favourite. So now, wait a minute. Okay. I just want to okay. just check this one. Yes. This is the third, uh, third one again at Ruffin where we had a GoPro full spectrum taking 30 frames a minute, and as you can see, there is somebody in the door. Yep. Now, I showed this to Carl, and as you know, – Carl's the producer of Most Wanted and My Hobby. He's also yes. a professional yes. cameraman. Um, he looked at this and went, oh, wow. Love it. Yeah. It's fabulous. Thank you. And 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 you can clearly, clearly see a figure standing in the doorway. Um, and you can see what looks like to be shoes or train. You can sort of see the laces, can't you, at the bottom? Um, you yes. know, and then it, it either it, very muscly thighs, <laughs> um, but it's the <laughs> it's the light that's seemingly coming from where the head is. Which is really yeah. interesting to me. Um, and I love the fact that you sh- again, you show the the you know the picture beforehand and then after. I am so envious. That is such a great catch. I wish we caught that because oh, that's absolutely you. Thank you. fabulous. I love it. Um so anyway, people listening now are going, Oh, a god, we can't see it. Well, go online and 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 have a look because that is for me, that's one of the most impressive. Um, ghost photographs I've seen for a very long time. Um, then you got to now. This one, I have to say, um, this is a figure at the window, um, and this is at Hitchin Brook House. Just explain the scenario here. I think you're you're calling out. You're all in one room, aren't you?
0: We're we're all calling out, or, or certain people are calling out. We're filming, obviously. We've got the cameras running, yeah. And there's there's basically a figure. The interesting thing with that is that a piece of equipment went off as well. We didn't see anything to start with, but somebody, if you see it, somebody comments and, oh, the equipment's gone off. And basically, then we see something. So that was quite interesting.
2: When you first see it, it's as if somebody's walking past the window outside. Now, when Carl yes. and I looked at it, the only thing I can say is, but you are the only people that will know this. It, there's a slight yeah. shadow underneath the window as if it could be somebody walking in the room that's cast that shadow um, yeah. uh, because the shadow actually is on the wood or the stone or whatever okay. as it walks past. Have a look at it again, but you will yes. know if you say, well, actually there was nobody walking in that room, then that's me. And and that's it. Seeing is believing. And, and, and the thing yes. is, as I was just talking to another guest uh, on our show, you know, you know yourself don't you you know yourself what you've got what what the situation was there you know full well whether that was somebody walking outside or somebody walking in the room and if you know that nobody was doing that then that's a great catch as well absolutely
0: thank you and there was only one there was only one door into the room there's no windows there was four people in that room And we're all stationary.
2: We're all stationary. Well, there you go. So we have looked at it. Yeah, interesting. That's really interesting. And then um, there's another person. Now this is interesting. You're in Tudor World. I think you're all sort of sat down looking. Yeah. Uh, You know, you must be all huddled in a little corridor. And the first (laughs) shot is you can see who's there. And then literally seconds later or a second later, a a, a sort of another figure has appeared, sort of sat down as if they've come to join you, which I thought was really interesting and a bit creepy.
0: The interesting thing of that one, there are two people sitting down. Imagine it's a a corridor up to a staircase and there's walls each side. So there are two people sitting on the stairs. There are two people sitting on the floor. We took, I think we took 90 to 120 frames. And we got nothing until the last picture, and then it looks like someone's peering out of the wall.
2: Yeah,
0: saying what are you doing. Um, the thing with that as well, they almost look like they've got glasses on, which is bizarre. I'm
2: having, having look now.
0: Everyone, everyone was accounted for, mm. and if you close up, going close to the their left shoulder, it looks like there's a hand on it. So it's quite bizarre.
2: You see, I can't see that, but I do have to wear very thick glasses. I can just – and okay. it almost looked like the, the the head's coming out of the wall – And it's almost to me. I I can see almost as if they've got a hand on their knee. But then again, it could be somebody else's hand. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of you in that corridor, isn't there? But that head was definitely not there a second before. So absolutely lovely, and I I love those set of photographs. And again, hopefully, you know, if you don't find them on our social media uh, sites, then where can people go to have a look at all of this, Keith?
0: Okay. Well, we're on all social media sites. If you look at for Paracom, P-A-R-A-C-O-M, um, you'll you'll find us uh, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wonderful, and everything. We 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 do lives on Facebook when we're at events, and one of the best lives we ever captured was at um, the hotel in Morecambe. Okay, and basically we're in a corridor, and we got a a set of lights running along the corridor mm. and I was at one end, my colleague was at the other. And we said, because we had some communication prior to this, and we said, can you run up and down the corridor to so myself and back to my friend? And the lights went off, oh, up to me and
2: then all the way back oh, to my colleague. I love that. That happened to Carl once in a corridor. He lay down and, and the, all the lights were going on and off. I remember off. it. Isn't it a wonderful feeling?
0: It's amazing. We were, we were so happy. And that was live, you know, that,
2: that was recu- one, oh, that was live. So that was great. So good. Yeah. And so, if there's anywhere yeah. else, I mean, everybody asked me this question. So I like asking other people this question Where do you want to go and sure. investigate? Where's the one place that you go, you as a group, you're just like, come on, let's go there. That would be so cool to do. We'd,
0: we'd like to do um, a, a prison in America. Ah, we'd like yeah. to do a, um, a prison. Um, not necessarily any particular one, but mm. just generally the, the feel. because we do a lot of prisons in the UK, like Chewsbury mm-hmm. and yeah. Um,
2: we did Captain um, Malick things. Yes, like that. that's good. We did um, Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia.
0: Yes, I know. And yeah, um, yeah.
2: amazing. That was that was being in Al Capone's cell was was incredible. I mean, that is. And night. I remember we put yeah. a table there. I know. <laughs> and we put a table there. We had a table there, and we put um, a bowl of water. So the camera could pick up the vibration of the table shaking. And I can't remember now because it's so long ago, but the fit. Oh, that's right. Walking down the, um, on the ground floor, long, long, long corridor. Bearing in mind, this was a seven hour, the Americans like to do big things. This was seven hours of live television. And as we're walking down the corridor, this wasn't, we weren't even live on air. This was just before we went on. I was just getting myself sort of acquainted with this place And a bar of soap just came flying out the... One of the cells, and the researcher that I was with, we, we didn't even have a camera. We just went, <laughs> and just ran because we were yeah. like, "Oh my god!" And yeah. that was before we'd even gone on air. And I don't yeah, think any, nothing stopped from the moment we went in to the moment we came out. Seven hours of just constant paranormal activity. So if you ever get the chance to go there, Eastern State yeah. Penitentiary, I know they do tours. They're open, so they might be up for you. Go, I'm sure they do lots of paranormal. Night as well so it's worth giving them a yeah, an email yeah. definitely and if you yeah, do definitely. go share coming back on this show and <laughs> tell me what happened yeah.
0: Absolutely. No, no problem there. We definitely do that.
2: All yeah. right, sweetheart. Yeah. Well, that's Keith Simpson from Paracom. They're on um, Facebook, social media. Check them out. Fantastic uh, uh, catches that they've, uh, we've talked about. Uh, have a look at the footage. Have a look at the photographs. Let us know what you think. Um, and yeah, it was absolute pleasure talking to you, Keith. And uh, hopefully we'll be speaking again soon.
0: Absolute pleasure talking to you, Yvette. Take care.
2: Well, do you have a question you want us to answer or have a paranormal encounter to share? If you do, get in touch with us and share your stories. Here's the address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp and I love listening to your voice. It cheers me up no end. Here's the number 075 27537. We are on Instagram and here is the handle. It's at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week but if you can't wait until then visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe and remember things aren't always as they seem.